welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, my co-host, Bob Hassan. Bob, who do we have today? Sean, we have our second episode with Dr. Michael Arce. And uh, you remember how amazing the first episode was. And so let me tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about him. So Michael's a physician. He's, um, He's an emergency room doctor down here in San Diego, but he's also the medical director uh, and founder of GenRev, which is a functional medicine and regenerative medicine clinic that he uh, owns with he and his wife, Nicole. He he graduated for the U... He graduated from the University of Massachusetts and... He's uh, been a doctor for almost, I think, 10 years. And what you're going to see here is that he's an advocate for patients uh, in the medicals, in the Western medical system. And they they operate this uh, GenRev clinic, which advocates for patients on a holistic, spiritual, and medical level. Yeah. So what we're going to see, Sean, is a whole new way of care and a whole new way of doctors uh, interacting with patients. And Michael has three boys. They live down here in San Diego. They're just an amazing couple. Yeah, I'm excited for our audience after such a traumatic worldwide event of the pandemic with, right. you know, most people had to pursue medical care. To hear a medical doctor like Michael and his wife, Nicole, who are taking people, like you're saying, on a different journey from his bio. Yeah. And you're gonna hear about that up next. I'm a firm believer in being coached. To go to another level, we need help sometimes. And my friend Michael McIntyre is just the coach that can bring you to another level. He has an incredible e-course right now. And if you go to his e-course webpage and you type in my name, Sean, as the discount code, you're gonna get $200 off, which is a huge amount off for his e-course, which is the next level e-course. I'm gonna encourage you to go there today. Well, welcome back. We're here with Dr. Michael. Michael, how are you? Doing well. Thanks. Good to see you guys. Well, we're so glad to have you as kind of a part two in a way because we've had you on before and I've now engaged you as my doctor. And so I'm so encouraged by having you on because you're the real deal in every sense of the way. You're as Genrev, uh, you know, the, the organization that you and your wife run. I'm just so encouraged by it. And there needs to be more of these. I think it's a prototype for other other ones to be spurred on by or else other ones to franchise maybe one day. But tell us about how you got involved. I know we talked about this a little bit, but I want to do a refresher. How did you get involved as being a doctor? Like, why was that your passion? Why did you go after it? That's that's a really interesting question. I uh, I actually didn't intend to go into medical school. And when I went into college, I, <laughs> I, I played football in college. And that was really my main focus. I was just like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a meathead athlete, and I'm just going to go and do that. And then it's really interesting because as I kind of um, – got through some of my undergrad, uh, I got, actually had a visitation. It was really interesting. I figured this out later on, but, um, I was working, I had a, I, I my an undergrad degrees in kinesiology, exercise science. And so I was actually, you know, I was working in a, uh, in a gym actually, and just kind of like, you know, personal training and that kind of thing. And there's a, there was this, um, older lady there and she, she actually, I, I said hi to her a couple of times, but I didn't really know her. And, um, one day I was walking by and she said, Hey, uh, what are you going to do with your life? 
what do you mean? That's, I have no idea. Um, maybe I'll do grad school. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And she said, why don't you think, why aren't you thinking about going to medical school? I said, wow. Wow. out of my league. I have no, I, that's not, um, I have no idea how to do that. Um, I'm not uh, strong academically, I think. I'm not sure. You know, like I never even thought of it. And, uh, and she, she said, you need to think about it. And then um, it just really kind of stirred that thinking for me. And I said, okay. Um, I started exploring it a little bit. And, you know, I, 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 got, I got to the conclusion. I was like, you know what? This is impossible. This really is impossible. 1% of the, the country makes it into med school. It tries. Um, I, don't, I don't have a pedigree for it. I don't know anybody in, in medicine. I don't have any of those things. And I said, this is impossible. And I said, but, you know, God, I'll give it to you. You know, if you want me to go, uh, I know you're going to make a way and I'm, I'll give you everything I got. And um, wow. as soon as that happened, like all of these doors started opening. I, I started taking pre-med courses. I'm like, I'm crushing it. And I'm like, what is this? Where is this coming from? You know, this wow. is amazing. And then I became more passionate. I just, it's really lit a fire for me. And um, I never, I never looked back. I had, there's so many stories involved in that, but there's, um, I really, uh, I, I really couldn't have done it without them. There's, there's no chance. There's no, I didn't well, Michael, talk to our listeners. The one of the parts of the story that I love is that you didn't think you were smart enough. You didn't think you had what it took, even in medical school. You were, you felt like you were struggling, and but here you are wearing a white coat. And talk <laughs> to our listeners and viewers about, you know, what that felt like and how you battled through it with the Lord. Yeah, I was. Um, I got. I got uh, a rude awakening during my first semester, especially, but my first year in, in general, I was like, you know, I got into med school. I was like, I made it. This is great. You know, it's just smooth sailing, right? I got absolutely hammered my first year. Wow. <laughs> and wow. I was like, bottom, bottom of the class. I was just getting just crushed. I never had so many of the hardest science classes. I had 17 science classes at one time. Oh my gosh. Possibly think of. And the highest competition you can think of. Yeah. I just wasn't prepared, you know, and, uh, and, um, I was just, I just, I was just on my knees, you know, just, just crying out like, Hey, you put me here. What's the deal? Right. <laughs> what is going on? You know? And, um, he just, he just showed me, he's like, you know what? Like, I, yeah, I put you here and, um, you don't, you, you know, you've told me many times you don't deserve to be here. And, um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk you through this process just because wow. not because, not because you need that, not because you deserve it, not because you've earned it, because everything in my life up to that point, I, I just earned, you know, I felt like I earned, I worked my butt off. I, I you know, um, and, and God was just like, Hey, you don't have to earn this. This is me. Wow. This is you. I love you. Let's go do it. And so, and then it was like, I went from the, I went from like them asking me if I wanted to do a, a fifth year instead of fourth year, because I was, instead of a four year program, because I was, actually getting that beat up on some of these uh, exams. And I went from that to graduating at the uh, top of my class. Yeah. One of the most competitive residencies in the country. Wow. It's so miraculous. It's such a cool testimony because it is Bob. It's a thing of like God chooses the least likely. Yes. And he adds himself to us. So we can't say we're man-made. We did it ourselves. No. It's so cool. He definitely wanted to prove that to me that he's like, you're not going to earn this one, dude. Sit down. Yeah. Just, just roll, just, just ride with me. That's going to be all right. <laughs> so I want to take us into kind of the now because you and Nicole, your wife, mm-hmm. you started Gen Rev, which is a, tell us about it. Just tell us about why you started it, how God put you on that journey. Cause yeah. you still take shifts. You're still like working at a, as an emergency room doctor. And I mean, that's pretty intense. 
and then to have your own practice as well. That's yeah. kind of a different model of practice. Take us, don't just tell us about like as a business, but take us on the spiritual journey of how that happened. Well, um, this is, this is my wife, Nicole and I's uh, lifestyle. This is what we've done for decades. This is what we've done together. And then, um, you know, we got to a point where we started seeing, you know, she was in the pharmaceutical industry and she saw kind of the back end of that. And I was looking at, you know, uh, acute care medicine. And I'm like, I like we're, we're failing somewhere in the medical system. This is, this isn't working. Um, there's too many sick people. We're not going after, you know, um, preventative health and root cause. And we really need to change this paradigm. Wow. So I took, um, I got extra training and a fellowship uh, for regenerative medicine. Uh, and, and we just sort of, we just, we just kept saying yes. And we kept doing it. And it just, it just, it just really took off and God's really blessed it. And that, you know, we've just seen some really crazy breakthrough healings and, and people are just like living lives that they didn't think they could. Um, and, and with this, the, the, the spiritual journey behind it has just been, you know, um, not only personal growth for, for Nicole and I, but also us together as a marriage and then being able to uh, work together and, yeah. and, and be able to be intimately involved in, in our patients' lives and, you know, being strong advocates for them and being able to get them the medical care that they haven't been able to find in, in the conventional model. Um, and just really being able to cut through like a lot of the sort of bureaucracy of insurance and, um, mm-hmm. and the conventional model. And, and, and um, it's just been, it's been incredible what we've been able to see. It's, and, and God's well, tell us a story and one of the incredible stories, because you have a lot of stories of people who it's like hearing miracle faith stories, because there is miracles involved, even if it's not a miraculous healing, it's like yeah. God using the medical science for what it's for, along yeah. with your discernment and Nicole's discernment. And then people have these miraculous results because of it, which is what we hope the medical industry will become one day. Absolutely. We hope that this is a prototype, but, but tell mm-hmm. us at least one of the stories. Yeah. So I think my favorite is one of advocacy, really, because we've had so many, we've had so many healings and breakthroughs in that, in that realm. But the one of advocacy is just really incredible because it really changed this patient's life. And that, um, you know, he, he's sort of a long-term uh, general patient of ours who's he, starting to develop some, what he thought were GI symptoms, like upset stomach and, you know, bloating and discomfort and stuff like that. And, and he was ready to sort of just walk away and was like, Hey, can you help me with this um, GI problem? I'm having? And I asked him for a little bit more information. And then I just got hit with like, Holy Spirit. I was like, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. You gotta, you gotta uncover this a little bit more. So we kind of, we partnered together. We're, like he was, he was fine with me getting extra, some, some lab work and some testing and stuff like that. And things started to look more and more like a heart problem. And I said, wow. you know, I really got to get you in. Um, I have a, you know, um, I have a, a, a colleague who's like-minded in cardiology and um, I really want to plug you in. And so, and, and he was fine with that. And I sort of, I backdoored the whole thing so that he could get in. He was in in a matter of a couple of days, uh, got some extra testing and we're like, hey, you know, you're right. We got to, we got to take him to, um, to a, you know, a, a cath, a cardiac catheterization to see you know, what's really going on here. turns out he's got um, three out of four blood vessels in his heart are damaged. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is an impending issue. Like, like if he had, if one of those had blocked a little bit more, uh, he would have had a massive heart attack and probably like, there's a chance he would have survived. Wow. Wow. But in the, instead, and then, and then the next thing was like, you know, they wanted to suggest the open heart surgery or, um, bypass and stuff like that. And, and, and he really didn't want to do it. And, 
you know, I just really, I, you know, I just sat down with God. I said, is there another way we do this a different way? And, and um, he said, he said, yes. And he said, yes, ask, ask about this particular, you know, um, cardiac procedure. And I said, and so I talked to this, my colleague about it. He said, you can do it. Um, it's potentially really high risk, high risk. And there's a good chance that we may have to take him to um, surgery anyway. So that there's three cardiologists involved. There's a, there's a, car, a cardiothoracic surgeon involved ready on, on standby in case that goes that way. Um, the catheterization goes perfectly. He gets amazing blood flow back to the parts of his chart that were getting it. Um, you know, three weeks later, he's completely cleared by a cardiologist. Like, hey, you go do your you're completely fine. You go do your thing. It was like, it was incredible. It was really fun. You know, speaking about advocacy, Michael, is I, I've seen with me and things that I've gone through medically and with Lauren's mom, you know, you, you guys really do advocate for uh, your patients in the medical community. Uh, there's, there's another friend who um, we referred you to that you advocated her through, all through cancer. And, and so I think, you know, our listeners are thinking like, well, what is an advocate? We know what an advocate is in the Bible, but, but here you are advocating for patients. And it's so funny and you telling the story about you getting hammered in medical school, because I know you as a scientist, as a researcher, as a physician who can do, who can tap into God and hear, you know, God speak to him about just exactly what this last story was about. And you have this ability to, as emergencies arise, to calm down and seek God. Could you tell us a little bit about, you know, being in the ER and having somebody crashing and the Lord speaking to you? Yeah, I, uh, it's, it happens every shift almost, but wow. <laughs> almost every shift, something miraculous happens like that. And sometimes they're small, you know, there's small little insights to like, hey, you know, you know, this person's pain is really related to this. And so I'll go, that's like a complete curveball and I'll go off the side and I'll find it and they'll be, they'll be able to walk out of the problem. But I think my last year was pretty, a really solid example of what you're asking in that, uh, like, it was, it was crazy, man. I walk in, uh, you know, I haven't even put my bag down yet. And um, I get, I get, the triage nurse comes running to me and he's saying the thing you do not want to see, you know, you just don't want to hear that when you first walk into the, into the, into your shift. And it's, uh, hey, I got a two-year-old out front oh. with him, seizing, doesn't look good. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> no. And, and so uh, he's like, uh, you know, I'm putting him in bed 27. I put my bag down and it's funny, like, you know, my wife, um, I'm telling her this story when I got home that night and she's like, 27, is it, isn't Psalm 27, like one of your, one of your verses <laughs> about linking these things. And I just totally, totally spaced on it, but it's really amazing. I just, um, just, just real quick. It's, I, I just want to like read a little synopsis of it from the message. It's, um, when besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. I'm asking God to do one thing, only one thing, to live with him in his house my whole life long. I'll contemplate his beauty. I'll study at his feet. Wow. And and I just, I hold, I I, say, I actually say that before uh, most of my shifts, and, and I totally space on it. But yes, when, uh, going to room 27, 
Um, I walk in there, it's complete chaos, you know, as, as most things are for especially pediatric patients who are very sick. Um, I'm asking mom questions. She's very frazzled. Um, the nursing staff, there's three nurses in there. I can't get an IV on this poor little kid. And, um, and uh, you know, he's, he's seizing in and out, in and out, in and out, that kind of thing. And, and I'm asking mom, has this happened before? She says, yes, many times. He's been intubated several times. Like, I, I, she's clearly very traumatic. This is very traumatizing by all this stuff, as she should be. Um, and so I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just getting information. I'm like, well, that's not happening. And <laughs> I walk over <laughs> to, the, to the little kid, and I'm like, I'm just kind of like, you know, rubbing his head. And I'm just like, I asked for um, four medications. I said, I want these four medications, and I want, and I, and I need this tool set to be able to get an IV access on, on this little guy. And so doing that, and sit, you know, I'm praying over him. Mom is like, I can't handle it. I gotta leave. She has to step out. And um, all of a sudden, like, as I'm doing that, the, the tools and medications come in and um, this whole huge sense of calm just falls into the room. Wow. So peaceful. All the nurses are like, what is it? This is so cool. And, and I'm like, this is going to be great. This is no problem. We got this. I go over, I put the IV in the kid. Um, no crying, nothing. Just completely, just not seizing anymore. He's kind of in between. Um, I, I put the IV in. I get these medications running. No seizure, no need for intubation later on. Uh, he's completely calm and, and, and just very comfortable. Mom comes in and is like, what's going on? What just happened? You know, <laughs> what happens when I bring him to the hospital? And uh, I'm just like, it is today. That's how I'm going to go. And he was, you know, he was stable from then. And then I walk out, walk out of the room, and I get a catch from EMS saying, hey, uh, we're bringing in a, a respiratory failure, essentially, um, and we're at your back door. So they're, they're, in the, they're in the ambulance bay. I'm walking out of that room, walking toward the end, toward the uh, um, sort of our resuscitation bay, and um, the ambulance is coming by, and she, this lady does not look good. And then I find out she's, uh, do not resuscitate, do not intubate, so... You know, this is really critical, right? So like, we got to get this right the first time. And I walk in there and I get this story from EMS. I get a set of vital signs and I, I look at this lady and I'm like, wow, this is, this is, she's really sick. And the first thing I hear, I don't even have to ask, but the first thing I hear is, um, you know what this is? Go ahead and treat it. And I said, oh my gosh, I, uh, I have no information. I don't have a chest x-ray, I don't have an EKG, I have no lab work, I have, I have nothing. And I said, if, I, if I'm wrong, she's going to die. And wow. God, God tells me, if you don't do anything right now, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and this, that's where like, faith goes to work, right? It's just like, okay, if, I don't, if I'm not acting right now, we're going to be in big trouble. And, and if we get to that point, I can't do anything. Because yeah. Her advanced directive, she doesn't want anything. And so I asked for one medication. I put her on a special breathing apparatus that, um, and I have to leave the room because I'm a critical uh, patient that I have to go take care of. Literally 25 minutes later, come um, 25 minutes later, I come back. She's completely stable. Like wow. talking to me for the first time, you know, all of that stuff. Vital signs of stable, breathing is normal. Um, I'm like, I'm already downgrading her treatment. 
just from that little interaction. It was just incredible. It was really amazing. So the Lord speaks to you, tells you you know what to do, essentially to rely on your instinct and intuition, Mm -hmm. and you do it. And this happens over and over and over again. I mean, I've heard these stories now. It's just like, it's incredible how you're able to tap into the Lord. When you're in a situation with so much fear uh, in the ER, or when you're talking to patients from the last two years where there's been so much fear, how do you help them kind of break the fear? And how do you deal with fear in your own life? Wow, that's good. I, uh, I'm sort of, I think with experience in this area, like uh, you just sort of um, gain this confidence that seen it time and time again, you know, it just every single time God delivers in these moments, you know, more times than I can count more times than he doesn't, you know, for whatever reason. And, and every time he comes through. And so it just, it's, you know, I have this extreme confidence in him that not only is he going to, He's going to show up when I, when I'm at a loss, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And, <laughs> you know, and he's going to show up and, um, and, and I, for some reason, like that comes out when I'm, when I'm interacting with patients, I feel like, you know, they, they suddenly, I'm like, Hey, this is, this is what this is not. And we cross all this stuff. And I say, this is what we're going after. And, uh, um, and this is going to be fine. We're going to, we're going to, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with you in this and it's going to be fine. We're going to get this. And, um, and, and, and it changes, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the perception of that person. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's, I think it just comes with that you know, confidence, that experience, that knowing that, you know, you know, God is Lord over all of this stuff. Um, and we just have to, we just have to grab hold, you know, and just say, hey, you know, like, I want to do this, but I, I don't want to do it without you. It's, I want to do it with you. So good. I'm thinking of the pandemic and how we just came out of that and how many people, there's just so much mistrust towards politics, towards financial world, towards doctors, towards, and so to hear you, I think for a lot of people who would be watching this or listening to this, it instills a sense of faith that God's raising up people, nurses and doctors and techs in the, in the whole, you know, hospital world and the whole medical industry that are different. They're, they're made with a different DNA or so to speak. And it's just so encouraging. I know for me personally, like when I first heard you the first time, I was like, I need a man like that in my life, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm sure many other people are saying, I need a man or woman who believes or walks in faith Mm -hmm. in this area because the medical process, we know since the fall, there's been death. And though Jesus heals and restores and does, we all still are headed towards a grave until he returns. (laughs) You know, so to have somebody in that process to be revelatory and full of faith and full of biblical principles and I love how Nicole was even saying, isn't Psalm 27 your number? It's like that kind of stuff. And then opening your own practice too. Kind of go back there. We have a few more minutes. Talk to us about the practice. What are you guys doing? Like why? Why is Jen Rev a thing? So many angles to this one. So um, regenerative medicine is really our focus on this. And regenerative medicine is sort of this complex term. But really what it's looking at is um, how do we get back to the design? That's really the the question. How do we get back to the design? Um, What's in the way? What's the root cause, um, and and how do we how do we walk back disease? You know that's really what we want to do, and um, there there are, there are many different avenues in there. We're very very conscious about you know the body as an as, a, as an integrated system, not just from you know organs to cells to uh, 
to spirit, mind, body, to the whole thing. You know, it, it, you can't have one without the other. And so that's our primary focus in doing that. And there's there's a bunch of different terms in there, like epigenetics and stuff like that, where we're really looking at, okay, you have a particular set of DNA, sure. And there's a reason why some gets coded and some doesn't. What we want to do is we want to make sure the good stuff gets coded and the bad stuff gets turned off. And there is a way to change that. There, and by changing the internal and external environment of the cell, we can actually do that. Even, you know, wow. the science that we have today and testing and all that stuff that we have. And that's really, um, you know, that in combination with the people, you know, it's really about, you know, our team. Um, our team is super critical, obviously. And, and, and being able to like really, you know, connect with our patients. We don't want the five minute visit. We're like, Hey, everything looks good. Okay. I'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah. We don't want that. You know, we want to be able to walk and, and hold hands or pray or whatever it is that that person needs, you know, like we want to be able to walk in all of those places with them. Um, because it's really about that, that, you know, getting that whole person to the, the, the most optimized level they can be, you know, back to the And also the holistic side that you guys do as well as the traditional medicine is just so, Amazing to have that one-two punch, you know, that just the traditional medicine with holistics and the stuff that you guys, I remember when I sprained my back and you guys came up and did all this stuff to me and I and I could move again. I was moving. I was literally moving yeah. and I could move the next day. I remember just being on my stairs when I sprained my back and I was just like, or hurt my back and I couldn't move. And I was like, tomorrow or three days from now, we're going to be moving into a moving truck. <laughs> and you guys did like two hours of treatments and I could walk the, that day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, huge. I've seen, I've seen Michael, you, you do this with me and with other of my friends, but one of the things you, you, you talk about um, preventative medicine a lot, you talk about walking back disease, but what you're really, I think saying is if you enter into a relationship with GenRev, then we're going to help you get into a lifestyle holistically and medically and spiritually that is going to prevent disease from coming and you you do the best you can for that. And then when stuff does happen, like with your heart patient, um, you're able to see it and advocate through the front end. So I think this model is just amazing. And it's so cool. It's changed Sean's life, my life, and many of our friends' life. And I and how do we get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of you if they want to get this kind of medical care? Oh, yeah. So we have a website you can go to. You can check out all of the sort of our heart behind and in a little bit more detail and, you know, what's what we offer in terms of modalities and treatments and that kind of thing. And it's you can go to um, genrevhealth.com. It's G-N-R-E-V-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or you can email us at info at genrevhealth.com and um, we can get you all the information you might need or what you're looking for. Um I think those are the you best. don't have to be in San Diego to to get your services because you guys do a lot over the phone. You do a lot of yeah, like, Zoom consultations or whatever. So this is amazing. Yeah, we got we've got patients all over the country. Um, so yeah, it's it's awesome. cool to be able to reach out in the different regions. You know, sometimes they don't have, you know, they they may not have the best medical care in some rural areas in the in the country. And so it's really cool to be able to 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 be able to help those people in those places too. Well, I'm hoping that people are not only inspired to get your services, but also that other medical industry professionals who are dreaming of this. I know several other groups that are starting hybrid medical, you know, services and just trying to figure this out. And I love that you're forerunning because I believe the way that the medical industry is going to turn is a lot of these places like what you're doing that become a new model, so to speak. We need to have these new models 
we have to change the system and what it is right now. It's not working. It's breaking down. The yeah. pharmaceutical companies are breaking down. It's just so broken. And I love the disruptive technologies of Mark Cuban's new pharmaceutical company, what he's doing. I love what you guys are doing spiritually and naturally. And so I think you've inspired a lot of people today to think about their medical journey outside of the normal traditional medical practice that they think is the only default option. And so yeah. thank you for that. And I just want to encourage everyone who's watching, really pray in your, your medical journey, that, that health side of your journey, and do something that's holistic. And this, these guys might inspire you even if you don't become a patient. Maybe there's something on their website that helps you to see that there's other alternatives and there's ways that God's moving that maybe you haven't considered before. But thank you so much for being on today. And thank you so much for everything you and Nicole do. Oh, man, it's so fun to be here. So good to see you guys. Oh, so good great. It was amazing. Well, up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transiting God Mentoring, where you'll receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Well, Sean, welcome back. We, we just finished an amazing interview with Dr. Michael, and um, what did you think? I mean, I, I always am fascinated by this world because... You know, Jesus came as the healer, and we believe in miraculous healing, of course. But there has to be more because if if there's perfection in who Jesus is, and He wants to restore all things, He wants to give us restorative medical technologies and restorative lifestyle, you know, clues and wisdoms and things that will cure cancer that are cures, not just miracles. And I think Michael and his wife are onto something with GenRev. I think just regenerative medicine is just where it's at for long-term health. Before Jesus returns, we need to cure cancer and diabetes and all these different issues, stomach issues that people have and energy issues. And I just, I think it's so important. It always strikes me when we talk to him, how he's able to tap into the Lord in emergency yes. situations and hear God's voice. And, and so I think, you know, we all deal with fear, we all deal with anxiety, we all deal with really tense situations. And I think we can all learn from him taking the time to step back and ask God. And uh, this time in one of one of the instances, the Lord spoke to him before he asked him. And, and I yeah. think that's just a matter of decades of him asking the Lord. And, you know, when we wrote Wired to Hear, we had a whole uh, chapter about instinct and intuition. And, and I think, you know, he exemplifies that. Totally. And I think, you know, after the tour that I did, when I was teaching people just a night to hear God's voice or seminars, went to 100 cities or more around the world. Oh. And I had, you know, 12 medical professionals a year come up to me and say, how can I learn how to hear from God for my industry? And a lot of them were discouraged. Like, I don't yeah. hear God when I'm practicing and it's cool that we've had Dr. Michael, we've had a couple, we've had a surgeon on, we've had just different medical professionals who do hear God and they just, they describe or define their process, which the process is a little different for everybody, but it's similar. And I think that's a before and after moment for someone in the medical community who says, I don't hear from God, because then they hear somebody and they're like, okay, this is available. This is yeah. possible. This should be a standard. This should be how I operate. This should be something that's available to me. And I think it's an important conversation we're having through this episode. Thanks for being part of the program today. And I'm so encouraged by the conversations that we get to have to explore in the marketplace. And I want to encourage you, this is put on by Bulls Ministries and we are a donations-based and partnership-based ministry. So every donation 
goes to making these kinds of programs and podcasts for viewers just like you. So consider giving your donation at bullsministries.com. You can go to donate.bullsministries.com and you can find a partner program or a one-time donation that will help us immensely in all that we're building. But thank you for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.